Hello, welcome to episode 205 of the Laird and Pride podcast. A bit of a pick and mix from the All-Ireland semi-finals and a league all about it show all in one nice little weekend podcast for you. But first, before we get into all that, Oasis. So yeah, I was lucky enough to go to the Loud and not the Loud games. Jeez, I wish they were playing the weekend. Derry and Galway in Crow Park. Really, really... Uh, just a special now to be up at these games and be and be at them and, and because I, I think it obviously the the sun was absolutely blaring. The the dairy brought that atmosphere, that giddiness of not being there before. I wasn't working, it was it was more of a spectating thing, <coughs> more drinking points than, than taking down points. And it was about really enjoying it, enjoying the football. And you, you obviously you go and you try and live through the premise of being a supporter always up there because you, know, you try and put yourself in that situation oh well I do anyway anytime I go to these games and then you had the Talton Cup beforehand Cavan and Westmead which is a good game didn't get didn't get in for that but just the sense of atmosphere the mass of people which, which, which people are still getting used to from Covid I think it's one of the biggest crowds we've had at an event like this in a long time and then the game itself Ah, like the first half is always that kind of bad. It looks bad on television, but when you're actually in Crow Park or at these games and you're living through the tension of the supporters, it's not as boring as you might think it is. And um, where we were, we were under, we were under the kind of, we're right at the back of the lower section of the canal end, and over us there's a screen above us. And I remember rem- remarking to the boys with me that. You look up and tell you it looks boring, but when you're actually in the game and the noise and the atmosphere and the the ball has been worked and tussled off the ball and you see the, the goalkeeper coming right out, how the te- teams are trying to manipulate the space, manipulate the, where they want the opposition to go, they have to put the the game plan on the other team. It's fascinating. It really is fascinating. I know I kind of harped on about that um, with the Cork and Loud game. And that, that that was the same, except there was no kind of there was zero atmosphere at that game. Obviously, very little at stake. You're so far back in the competition, the host cork weren't really bothered. Too big of a travelling issue for allowed. We, we that was well documented at the time. But it, it it's a funny one. I, I I suppose there is a ceiling to Derry. Like I know with, with all that tension, with all that play. You have to kind of you have you have a ceiling on that, and you have to kind of go for it at some stage. And you can't if you if you're going that way, you have to punch hold and you have to take all your freeze, kick all your freeze, you know. But like, there's nothing more electric in Gaelic football at the moment than seeing Brendan Rodgers come up the field from full back and, and clip over a couple of scores. Like, this is where it's gone. GA is gone. Every player is positionless. It's fluid. Any player can play anywhere. They'll have to play anywhere. They have to be able to be so comfortable on the ball, and then you see that with Dublin and Kerry as well. Like just every single footballer under pressure, even the goalies under pressure in terms of getting the ball and working to come out the field. Comerford was under pressure with the kickouts. You can see the gulf there, and then he doesn't calm Dublin down the way Cluxon used to, and then they could secure possession relentlessly. That's not the case. So that's the chink in the armour there with Dublin. So that's been that's been blown wide open. You see how good of a footballer Kieran Kilkenny is as well, though. I always remember him against Loud now in the twenty one final playing full forward. Absolutely unmarkable. You know, in terms of kicking left or right foot, raw brute strength. 
could be just his psyche like he never does anything wrong with the ball like always does the right thing where you look at David Clifford he still has a little bit more to go in terms of that polishing of that relentless ruthless killer like he's some bit of stuff but the second half he could have really wiped Dublin out if he kicked those two scores and maybe there weren't the right shots to go for but as a loud fan being up there you're shocking envious you know, you're really envious of being up there and wanting to be in that party because it's kind of like it's kind of like a select, it's kind of like an elite event, and it's a elite sort of club. And you can see that Dublin and Kerry, obviously the big traditional powerhouses, always playing each other and always continue to to be at the top table. I see how hard, and Mickey Hart would always say that with Tyrone. It's very hard to break in there. You have to do something. You have to maybe have that kind of siege mentality to get in there. And Galway will have it in cyclical terms because they're such a big county and even Jesus they're the biggest supporters big, they're, they're just massive big lumped men uh, and then you look at Derry as well the way they cracked and that, that's where Loud kind of look at right look we work hard we get through the divisions and we get up there but all this shows it's like you, these four counties work really really hard and they get these massive days out the the uh, the, the um not only that, it's like the supporters get the massive days out. And, and that's what I love for Loud fans. I want Loud fans to experience this. The, the nearest we got was 2010, that, you know, where that kind of carnival atmosphere. But like, well, we get to go up and represent the county. We get up to go in the sunshine, packed Crow Park, packed kind of arena, and, and roaring on your home county and, and being proud of where you come from and having something to cheer about and give it back in spades because it's just it's there for us and there was, there was a few loud people knocking about um, seeing up seeing up the few people that were on the that were on the podcast and people would have commentated on and they're enjoying the day and you just you just love to bottle that up and you just love loud people to go up and see what we're missing out on and why you have to put the work in at underage and why you even at your club level and get up there because it's just, it's amazing atmosphere. It's something to be really proud of. And I think Colin O'Rourke said, I know I gave him a dig on the far side's uh, 30 point plan, but he did say it was one of the greatest sporting occasions he was at was today. And I felt that with the Derry goal again. You know, it's great to have the crowds back again. I think that really adds. I think it adds to it as well with the players. Gets them over the line in terms of the quiet the the quiet times in the game. They can feel the eeriness. And when they get the goal, and Coma gets those goals, it just explodes. Go into life, and even Derry gets blo- explode into life when Rogers gets a score, and they get a big, huge turnover. It's massive the effect it's having. I think it's having even more sub effect than it has done. So, I, I urge anyone. Well, we probably won't get to the go to the the final. It'd be hard to get a ticket for the final of so with this kind of with Dublin out of it. But it's it just shows what we're missing out on, and people realize lose sight of it, and people don't realize that the goal is to play at these top games in the in the best days, in at the best stadium when it's packed, the sunny days, and then like who said that could have been Sam Murray nailing that free kick that Sean O'Shea nailed, you know, or the, the likes of say Dan Corkin being that defender that comes up the field for Derry, like it's there for us, it's coming for us, and we just have to keep working hard keep working hard on the range and driving on and, and getting it done because uh, oh, it's amazing it just shows what, how, how good the GA is when you're uh, when you're at those big events and I, I would have been kind of maybe insulated from it from working at these big events 
Well, you're not. It's not the same when you're walking up to your, your mind's on the job. But when, you, when you're in, walking around with the people and the kids and the families and the young fellas and the, the young ones and the whole kind of party bus on, the Benny Heron van club, we got to see that, the masks and all that. All that carnival atmosphere and crack and passion. and That's what it's all about. You know, that's what the championship's all about. And I know the league is the best competition in one sense. Played in a bad time of year. You can't really have that pure and utter tension either. That's why we love the championship. That's why a lot of people, we have to get in there. We have, Enough is enough. We have to get up in there and stop going up and, and piggybacking on other people's counties and emotions. I want Larry to be up there and winning and, and taking control um, of it. But right, so we, we, we'll go and I'll do this um, the League All About It show. Division 3B was the only games on at the weekend. It was supposed to be full round, but it wasn't on. It just wasn't the timing wasn't ready in terms of giving too much notice to the clubs. Um, well, Division 1, 2 and 3, 18. So it'll be this Saturday we'll have, uh, we'll have a live show again. Probably about half nine again. I, I will let you know during the week. But in terms of uh, the league, I think it's going down to head-to-head. <laughs> you have the cut-off now. It'll be the first weekend of the top six, bottom six in Division 1 and Division 2. Division, the, the relegation sixes, I should call them, where there is a chance of relegation, they're going to be absolutely magic, like in terms of dog eat dog and go right to the bitter end. I'm not too sure about the top half of it. Obviously, be pushed for promotion in in um, Division 2, but that's more kind of, kind of sealed up without saying it is sealed up for the Gales. But then Division 1, like, teams, will they want to get into the Championship? You know, the final will be after it. So it's 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 all to play for. It's very interesting, and uh, the head-to-head rule will come into it as well. Where I say, um, if, you, if if there's a playoff, there's two teams at the same points. It'll go down to head-to-head. So say like next week, the uh, the Parnells beat the Tones by two points in the corresponding fixture. The Tones have to win by three points this weekend to go ahead of them on head-to-head with one game to go. The reason it's one game to go is because Stabannon had a massive win the weekend um, and the Tones had a bit even more massive of a win uh, than in Omeet. They're only, only away win of the of the, the four games. So Stabannon beat the Shawns 113 to 6 points. John Mitchells beat the, Nick, the Knicks uh, 10-8. Alman and Rovers won a home 3-11 to 1-5. And Cuchull and Gales were beaten 2-17-3 uh, by the Tones in Omeet. The only away victory, like I said. But it's really great that the Tones and the Parnells won. No, all respect to, me, to the Shawns and Cuchull and Gales. Because you want that big Mount Water and, uh, game next Saturday night in Drada between Stabannon and the Tones. They'll go head-to-head. The reason they're going head-to-head is because Stabannon are three points ahead, the Tones are three points behind. The win, they go level, and if they're depending on the winning on the head-to-head rule, they will go ahead with one game to go. Um, and that's why it's just absolutely, 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 absolutely. And also, Stabannon win the league if they beat the Tones, because they, they won't be caught down with one game to go. Um, and then, obviously, the, the teams behind the, the Tones, then, if they're beaten, can go one point behind the Knicks and the Mitchells. Uh, I think the yeah, the Knicks play Stabannon on the last day and the Tones play Anamin on the last day as well. Um, so, all to play for, but um, they were a little bit off colour Stabannon on the weekend. Weren't playing that well. Um, they were Harry Butley missed a couple of frees early on, but they kind of got themselves going. They got a bit more fluidity into their play. Marty Duffy got the first score for the Shawns playing well. 
Robbie, Call- Robbie Callahan, Harry Butterley and Crilly got them all a couple of scores. They, they still led 7-3 despite not firing all the cylinders. Um, second half up the ante. Derek Crilly gets a goal the start of the game after Sean Reynolds hit the post. Kevin Mahan got a point for the Seans while his mid opposition midfield now Crusty got two points in the middle of the field. And as the game wore on, they kind of they saw it out fairly comfortably, Stavane. And, oh, I think they were always in control. Daniel Clinton went off injured part of that minor winning squad last year. Good young player, good chap. He went off with a shoulder injury. Hopefully he's okay. Anthony Briscoe's back in the sticks as well. And yeah, he kept a clean sheet, would you believe? And then also Colin Jiggins. We mentioned that during the week of uh, players, loud players playing all over the world. He was out in UAE, UAE as well with uh, James Shearer, Francis Meehan, uh, trainer, um, Colin Noonan, who's home. So they're at Carty as well. So they're all out there and with Colin Jiggins is home. I don't know whether he's home for how long or whether he's home for championship, but I'll have to find out out or do my homework during the week. But um, yeah, so Stabannon got that win there. And then the Tones, we'll have to go with the Tones because it's a big win you know it's a tricky county at all right there might be a slip up here and absolutely no slip up whatsoever momentum is all with the draw side really and truly done fourth place only a couple of weeks ago before Jay Finnegan and Martin Rice got hands on it with Darren Moore coming in and doing a couple of sessions the former Blues coach so they've done a really really great job uh, Mark Healy and Chris Cudden got the goals for the for the for the tones um, as like the, the Gales had to rely on the two McCabe's to get points, uh, Michal and Seamus they got all their scores on the day. But Owen Brennan, he's he's been one of these form players. He hit three points in the night. He's a kind of key player in this turning form. Um, Emmett Judge deputised for uh, Darren Well, and he notched five points over there over there for Well, and who wasn't playing. But Liam Gaffney taught, caught the eye. Uh, minor, good player, really good footballer. Uh, he recognised a good soccer player as well. He played on the wing, made his debut away from home. Tricky enough, got a point, man of the match by all concerned. He was on that. Uh, he won a DKIT All Star um, for the Marys. I think schools us. He was like part of that successful setup. And if you look at the tone squad, I mentioned that Emma Judge came in, but there's 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 like there's there's depth there. Trevor Walsh, Ivor Kelly, Darren Kylie, Caleb McKenna, Jordan Duffy, Sean McQuail. Like it's. It's one of other missing, other lads missing as well. Dwayne Levy as well, and then we mentioned Mark Legoy. He's over in Vancouver as well. We talked about him on that podcast. If you haven't heard that? Tune in and do listen. Um, but yeah, they did it. Took took care of business in that away victory. Like you know, fourteen was it? Twenty point win. Way from home. They are going to be really off at home next week. <laughs> and if the panel are kind of a little bit off color. Mr. Daniel Clinton, uh, Bobby Butley didn't play the weekend either. It's uh, all makes for a hell of a game. Elsewhere, the Mitchells, they're keeping pace as well. Jimmy Murray came off the bench for the the Knicks. He's back, he got a couple of minutes, but um, it wasn't enough. It was cage enough fair because, you know, they're still they're still ahead of them on the table, uh, the Knicks by a point, and they'll try and get that fourth their, their place in that uh, second second place playoff spot. But, um, you know, it was... John Gallagher got five points in the night half, their tally. Um, Robbie Coyle got a score as well. It was four all a half time. Fionn Maher got a free. Paddy Downey got a point. Um, Kevin Husadary as well as Sam Wright. Sam Wright is a good footballer as well. Uh, four half time. But the second half, still kind of both teams going at it. But the Mitchells hit the front. They kind of opened up a two-point lead. They weren't going to be caught. Uh, Ryan Farrell got a point. Um... 
uh, Andrew Sars played well once again he will not be featured on the team of the team of the league um, Sheelan Husideri got a point as well Hayden Quinn also but yeah it's just a relentless freeze from Gallagher and his brother um, Kevin actually played well too he got a point and Carl Courtney as well uh, who else Andrew Bingham he's playing uh, left half back interesting to see that shift and shake up on the, the formation for Andrew but um, yeah so that's a big win for them uh, push them right up there gives a bit more form and something to play for with two games to go they're a point behind the Knicks uh, and then a team that won't overtake another is uh, Anamena Rovers that's another win this season I think that's three out of the last four the one overcoming last week's setback loss to Stabannon the form team but uh, they're six points ahead of Dowdle's Hill on the table now and two games to go and the head-to-head rule going their way and then we'll, we'll are more or less guaranteed themselves they're, they're fifth in the table you know whatever happens they might get they, they could get fourth if the Mitchells slip up and they win one of the, their two last games also but would you believe it Dowdle's Hill had the upper hand for the majority of the, con- the first half they kicked it 12 wide would you believe but Rovers took advantage and led 1-5 to 4 the goal came just before half time uh, Carl Sheridan got uh, Dowdle's Hill last goal with 5 minutes left on the clock but Anaman had already wrapped up the victory James O'Connor the goal scorer again Tony Brennan also playing well then Dwayne Markey came off the bench uh, for the success like for Anaman and that's it so we have the league fixtures are all out with the championship all out um, thanks to Cleaning Doctor um, External Cleaning Services in Laird and Windows Gutters Walls Roofs Patios and Drivers for that league all about it uh, wrap up pre-recorded not a live show this week live show this weekend uh, but yeah that's it so we have championship fixtures all out which is great to get um, Monday night football will be back it's Friday night games Sunday morning games it's all hectic I can't wait for it to happen there'll be previews on it coming out shortly in the champ pods and we will have a couple of uh, podcasts during the week so do sign up patreon.com forward slash Larry the Proud do support the podcast we'll have a couple more guests on this week too <laughs> we might even look forward to the to the all Ireland Hurling final we've seen that the, the Laird Hurling Championship got on the way which was uh, great to see just hadn't enough time to cover to be honest um, but uh, we see that Knockbridge through first blood for 14 to 119 victors so um yeah so they play now the 14th of july this thursday again against manena they're first out and um, so yeah all all's going on across the county um i suppose with the shake up in the league you're not going to get a league final before the championship because it's been pushed back a week that 13 to 14 weekend in august the holiday period as well so um, yeah, roll on this weekend, League All About Show, and um, roll on loud trying to get up there and get into this elite, um, elite place we want to be in Crow Park on the sunny summer, summer's days in July in our Ireland final, final four. But um, yeah, that's it. That's all this week. Thanks for tuning in. I will chat to you during the week. Good luck. Bye bye. And thanks very much for listening to the Loud and Proud podcast.